The mayors in black want you to know that we think black lives matter. People of color matter. LGBTIQA plus lives matter. People with disabilities matter. We think all populations that have been systemically oppressed matter. We hear you. We see you. We know we benefit from these systems and we want to be better allies. This is Heather, and I'm here with uh, Barb Bacon, who runs uh, the Stone Reference Site and now the Briar Reference Site online to for all your uh, horse identification needs. Barb was out here for Briar West, so I invited her over to the house so we could talk turkey about uh, her reference site. So welcome, Barb. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, tell us a little about uh, a bit about yourself, Barb. Where are you from? What brought you out to Briarfest or Briar West, as it were? Yeah. Um, well, I'm living in Washington right now, and uh, I just thought it was a good idea to come out to Briar West and see some friends. And I lived in Colorado for a long time, so it was just kind of nice to get back and see some family and friends and see some model horses and my model horse people friends. And so that was really fun. How'd you feel about the weather while you were out here? The weather here has been <laughs> awesome, but driving through Wyoming is not fun. I had ground blizzards the whole way, icy spots, trucks yeah. rolled over. Oh, Snow I, snakes. I do not like driving through Wyoming. Yeah. So, so I've known you for a while. I remember when you lived out here in Colorado. Um, tell me about how you got started in the hobby. How young were you? Like, when did you know that you were horse nut? All that good stuff. Well, probably when I was five years old, my dad took me to a toy store and I saw all the briars and I, I got my first briars there. And then um, uh, around that age, I met a friend of mine. She was a little bit older. She actually used to babysit us and she had briars. And so we started playing with our horses together. And one thing led to another. Um, and then through high school, I started to learn more about vintage models and how to take care of them and collectability and that kind of thing. So um, it was probably, I want to say around 2000 when I first learned about horse showing and that's when I got involved with the Colorado shows and that, that was a lot of fun. So Stone came on the scene, like you, the first thing that you decided to bite off was the Stone reference. Mm -hmm. Stone came on the scene, what, about 1999? 96. 96. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember when Peter came to Briarfest with the first yeah. Stone, the Ish especially, and everybody was like, wahoo. So um, what motivated you to start the reference site? Was it right then? Was it a little bit after? When yes. did you start the site? It was a little bit after. Um, there was an, uh, there was actually the Stone Horse Ref was started um, before me, just barely though. And uh -huh. um, I kept talking to the gal and, and sending her stuff. And finally we talked and I'm like, my husband's a website programmer and I could take it over and she's like yes please do <laughs> this is a lot more than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> right and so it started out back in around 2000 and my husband at the time uh started up a sql database and i just basically created the database with all the the uh, fields started adding photos to it and it remained a sql database uh for years um he was going to update fields and stuff, but that never happened. Right. And then life got in the way. And around 2014, 
the site changed dramatically. It went from a SQL database to um, the new uh, Drupal database. So I was going to ask about that because I would that my experiences with databases is that it's it's PHP front end with a SQL back end, but you're using is it using Drupal now? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, it's all Drupal, and it it started out we got everything converted. Um, pretty successfully, but then things happened and I ended up losing like a whole bunch of stuff. I, oh, I no. lost like almost a full year's worth of data. So I had to recreate all that. Um, and that was a pain. And then, um, and then I left that husband. <laughs> I traded him in for a newer model. No, no model. Um, no more. <laughs> um, so I had this website that was, we'd housed it on the home server and it was literally falling apart. I couldn't do anything with it. Um, a web guy in Anacortes took it and put it on his server. We were able to at least get it live and I could do a little bit of work, but it was really clunky. Uh -huh. And I mean, it was like the epitome of being like on island time. Right. And so that was horrible. It didn't have any security updates. I had like over like 12,000 hackers trying to get into it. It was so bad. And so finally I found a new uh, website guy that um, he's been helping me and he took it. We converted it over to a normal hosting server and uh, were able to convert all the pictures over, which was, there's like over 150,000 pictures. I was going to say. So it was touch and go for a while. Some of them got a little weird. Some of the records didn't come through correctly, but I'm currently going through every single record to try to fix things. But for the most part, all the data is there and it's working and I can make updates again and it's good. <laughs> so when you moved it to this newest, like the interim was, had the interface changed from what you had before, like interim to what you have now? It, it changed back in 2015. Okay. So that was the old site where, if you remember, it had like the big red border and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and then it changed to the Drupal site, which was a little bit cleaner. Um, still, it still kind of had a red border, but it was a little bit better. And then, um, and so now the newest rendition is way different. It's all cleaned up. Right. Um, all the pages have been cleaned up and, and yeah, so new look and feel. So with the, with the site upgrade, you know, you, you have a subscription model running for it now. Tell us, tell us what goes <laughs> into updating the site and keeping it running and the costs involved, because I don't think people understand, yeah. you know, the labor and the money that goes into maintaining something this big. Well, as far as money goes, uh, the site, it's, I spent thousands just trying to get it working again. So there was a lot of upfront cost to get it to this new look and feel, um, added fields, whatever. Um, but yeah, it costs to host on a server. So between the sites, there's over 50 gig of data. So that's not cheap. Um, and I don't run it from my house, which, you know, I just, I don't want that headache. So I host it with another company and so you've got those costs, you got the um, upkeep of security updates. So with Drupal, with the amount of unique modules that I have added to that website, it takes a while to update it. So 
security updates come out constantly so that people can't hack into it. And that's about, you know, at least one $200 a month right there. Right. Just, just for that piece of it. Um, so that's kind of the monetary view of it. As far as the time. I was going to say, <laughs> talk about the labor because that's huge. <laughs> it's a full-time job. So with the stone site right now, I'm going through every single record. So for over 27,000 records, it, it's, um, there's a lot to go through. And I'm, I've gone through about 17,000 right now. So I'm getting close. I try to do like 100 records a day, but um, it takes me probably an hour for every search page just to go through all those records. Mm-hmm. Um, plus you've got the Stones release stuff every week. So on Fridays, they have their releases. Thursdays, right. they have their best offers. Wednesdays, they have their design a horse. So I'm trying to stay on top of that, plus all of their Facebook updates um, that they release models throughout. And then um, and then their special events. And then their special events, like this last one, the Super Bowl, the Stone Super Bowl one, it was five hours nonstop data entry, oh, just God. trying to capture all that stuff. So. That was a lot. And plus, you know, I try to take, I I try to, you know, for every photo that I get, I crop it to make it fit in the window. Sure. So when you're searching, it shows up larger. Right. Um, Because a lot of times when you get photos like from the Stone Company, they'll have like, they'll have the model, but there's a lot of white space around it. And so it makes it really, really tiny when you're searching. So I have to crop all the pictures and do all that. And then, um, uh, yeah, those events take a lot of time to do. Um, but once I get caught up on all the records, I think it'll be a lot easier to maintain. It will be now because it's a lot faster. Yeah. I can add stuff a lot faster now. So what inspired you to start the Briar site? So I love databases. And with my stone, Clearly. With, my, <laughs> with my stone database, I can look up, I'm constantly looking up like, thinking of ways, what do I want to find? Like, okay, so I want to know how many issues are out there. Well, now I want to know how many Bay Appaloosas are out there. Well, so I'm used to that mentality with the stone database. And I've always wanted that for briars. I want to know, well, how many molds are there? How many proud Arabian stallions are out there? You know? Yeah. And so you can't really easily find that without, you know, going through like on the, the, the old uh, briar site, the. I do your briar. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to count and all this. Yes, yeah, so I like I like databases. I like being able to search on so many things. I want to know like uh, how many glow in the dark models there are, right? That, that kind of thing. So um, I started thinking about it, but not too seriously. And then when I heard Jana's passed away, it was one of those moments where it's like, well, I'm laid off because of COVID. I have the time. I might as well just try it, right? And just see what happens. I mean, if Nobody wants to do it. That's fine. So yeah, and there's been no movement on it. So Yeah. So I, I actually started doing my own collection. I thought, well, I'll, I'll make a website for my own collection. Right. And just get that out there so that, you know, if, if I were to pass or something, people would know how to research my models and sure. what they were and all that kind of stuff. So I started to build that much of it. And then I realized, you know what? It wouldn't take that much more to just go full-fledged and do a full briar site. Right. So I took that and I just expanded on it, added all these fields. I created a, a spreadsheet of over 7,000 molds um, so I could import it in. 
So yeah. I was going to ask about that. Like, is that how you do it? Do you do yeah. import it as like a, a, a CV? CSV, yeah. yeah. So that was easier because, you know, when you're in the spreadsheet, you can you can just fix so many columns easier. Right. Um, so that's what I did. I massaged that data. You and, that, and my husband would get along famously. <laughs> so that actually took probably about two months to get all that data I'm to put sure. together. Um, and I kept massaging it, massaging it. And finally, I had to just call it and say, let's dump it into the website. And um, the imports went really well. And um, I couldn't do photos that way because photos are a little bit different mm -hmm. and very time consuming. And, and, and by doing it this way, where I go through the record and add the photos later, I can now double check the data that came in. Because some of the data is still, you know, like Squishy. there's, there's yeah. spacing issues or... Not quite sure on maybe I got a color yeah. wrong or something like that. So um, it gives me a chance once I get the photos to go into every single record and you know fix it, update it, or whatever. Right. So I've gotten that far and I've gotten over four thousand photos already in there. So I've only been doing this for six months. So I figure yeah, that's not bad. I figure you know give me a year and it's gonna be like really cool. I should have all the photos and I should have a lot of the historical because I've got. The other the other thing that I wanted to do was I've got like 30 years worth of old magazines and right. and all this data and I have data from a gazillion different websites and Facebook pages and I can't keep it straight. So yeah. I want to be able to put everything into a record and then you go to that record and you can know about the history of all the variations and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, some of that stuff is really fascinating, and the newer, like the newer gen, that's lost to the newer generation. So yeah. that would be amazing. I mean, it's too much to know. I mean, yeah. there's probably just a few of us out there who actually know a good part of all this history, and it's disappearing. Yeah, and yeah. that's what scares me. Yeah, we were talking about how some of the um, on a couple shows ago that Simi Simi Janik had passed, and you know, we're starting to lose our first gen hobbyists, yeah. and you know, the the knowledge that goes with them. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I just want to capture it. And then I don't want it to just be like my website either. It's like, I want to get it built. Um, I don't want to have to know everything. I want collectors to come to me and give me sure. information, give me photos or variations. And then, and then I'll find people who I can trust and get this into the hands of multiple collectors so that it can grow and expand. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if something happens to me, it's not like, oh, well, now we've just lost use of this right. site. Well, I think, you know, I think in the case of Janice, that there were many people that kind of wanted to take it over. And I'm not sure. I know that a copy went to Briar just for mm. um, archival purposes. But I, I had not heard, even to this point, if, you know, I kind of at the beginning, I was kind of like, everybody lay off, mm -hmm. right? She just, she just passed. Give her yeah. family some time. But... You know, and that's hard too. It's like when you've when you've built because she did a lot of work. I mean, I totally respect for the as, way she did it too, and was as, continuing yeah, to do. It's a yeah. lot more work than doing a Drew Paul or a. I don't think people realize how much work goes into it until yeah. you studied it as much as I have to learn stuff to add to a different database. Sure. I mean, the stuff that she came up with and the photos. I mean, she really did a lot of work. So and she was doing it in straight HTML. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Yeah. With tables. Yep. Which is like, ah! it's old school. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when you, when you've done it for that long, you don't really recognize it as old technology. Right. Right. It's so ingrained in your head. Oh, that right. Cause that's just, how it's built. Right. Yeah. And the thought of converting all that would be because 
I can't imagine. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. What? So, um. So I have a couple questions, really. So uh, it, it, the difference is from Stone is Stone is completely closed, right? It it is subscription for access to pretty much everything. Yeah, right? I did make that one completely closed just because it. Just because of the amount of time and money I've put into that site, right? I I felt like I had to get some. I had to start recouping some of it because I just couldn't afford it. Sure. So it may change in the future, but for right now, I had to. I had to get to back pay on my bills, feet. Right. I had to get on my feet. I had to get this going, and um, so yeah, that one is full subscription. But to soften it, I tried to add functionality. Right. So. You can have your private collection list. You can have your um, your showing list where you can actually upload a photo, and then you're in search of list where you know you can. Add I would them. really <laughs> like to have this, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is sometimes a bigger list. So then, Briar is free to search. So Briar, the Briar site, because part of the reason is well, one, I'm still building it, right? So sure. I don't want to charge for that, but. Um, we have a much younger audience, a much younger group of people that collect briars that I don't want to omit them from being able to search on models. Sure. So I want, them, awesome. I want them to have fun with it, too, because, um, you know, the stone site, I feel, is more of a, you know, you're an adult collector. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more, it's, it's just a different... Um, monetary wise and collection yeah whereas briar there's still so many toys out there and you oh, can still have fun with it um are but you just doing the horses or are you doing the whole line i'm right now it's just all the horses and wildlife okay. I, I haven't done plush yet and and i'm i'm kind of sort of into the gallery and porcelains but i don't have that that set of what about the collectors because that's now technically <clears throat> part of their company no i haven't started that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know how much I'll get into that one yet because I still have so much to do on Briar. Oh, sure. I sure. want that to be perfect before I delve into some of this other stuff. Um, have you ever thought about adding values or is that just a, a bridge too far? How would you do it? Think about it. How would you do it? Okay. So, cause I get this question a lot. Yeah, people, I'm sure you do. People email me constantly like, Oh, what's my stone worth? And it's like, how, how, with 27,000 records, how do you do it? Do you like sit on eBay all the time? Like, oh, this one sold for 200. Right. Let me update my price. Oh, now it just sold for 130. Let me go update my price. You can't. You right. Can't, and you'd and, have to have an API that would. So for like stones, I try to get the original price. So at least people have a guidance like, oh, well, it originally sold for 200. Okay. That I can live with. But with Briars, you look at like this old alabaster powdery and stone. Well, originally it sold for what five dollars. Sure, that doesn't say it means that it's worth five dollars right. now. So even capturing original prices for Briar doesn't make sense because we have seventy years worth of yeah. And then you have data. all the kooky variations and the so yeah. I can't. I just can't figure Chalky out and pearly and exactly. Yeah. I can't figure out how to make it. I mean, there is a, a, a Briar value guide out there. I don't know how she does it, but she keeps it up to date. Like, yeah. And if that's for me, I just go to eBay and try to look. And <laughs> I mean, when it comes right down to it, if you want something, you're probably going to try to buy it for whatever right. you can. Right. So I just, and, and with the last two years with all these, you know, 
the values are yeah, the all values. over the place. Well, and it's through the roof, right? I think it's cooled down a little bit, but this summer, I think it peaked out at just I like... Know. So many of us are like, yeah, crying like, because we sold our horses for like, you know, 5,000 less. Well, we, we have this discussion about stuff that we had in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd sell your volunteer horse immediately because yeah. that was, you know, sell it right now or you're not going to get anything exactly. out of it. You know, and, and, the, and now it's worth five times that. <laughs> or, you know, the kind of the, the, the line was that, you know, you, if you pay for an auction horse, especially if you pay a lot, You'll never get that back out of it, mm-hmm. which is not true anymore. No. And, you know, anything under 300 right now seems to be going for yeah. just a crazy amount. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, you know, if, if people can figure out a good way to do it, I'm... You're I'm, all ears. I'm open to it, but, I mean, it's super easy to create a field, and I can... I just don't know how to do it. I don't know what makes sense, because if I if I were to take a break and not stay on top of that... For like, say, a year. Let's say I just added new releases and that was all I did. Well, now I'm a year off on all my costs. And now right. I have to go through 7,000 records. Right. And it's just, that's too much work. Too much. <laughs> so is Stone's a single tier, right? It's like this set amount annually and this is what there's you get. There's three right? tiers. Or is the, yeah. Okay, talk through. Well, there's like five tiers, actually. Well... Six if you count the free membership, but you get a free membership for like seven days. Okay. So you can sign up and search all you want. Um, after that, you can do $5 for 24 hours. Okay. And I did it this way because, and a lot of people kept asking me, well, why don't you charge for the amount of searches I do? And it makes sense. Like if you're going to do like $5 isn't that much. No. And then you have unlimited searches. The programming to program how often you search and how many searches you do is way complicated (laughs) it's so hard and typically most people once they search on a model will be like oh well what other horse has this blah blah blah." and so it just makes sense so that's so i have that and then i have a 15 dollars for one month so it's full month's access and then you get into your six months um, in search of list, which you can create your own in search of list. And then you have access for six months for $35. And then one year is $50. So that's everything. That's everything. And plus you get your collector list. Um, you can right. create your own private collection list that you can then download to um, Excel. You can uh, download it to a PDF format, which actually has pictures in the PDF format. So I have people who, um, they do that and then they print them out, put them in a book. Um, and that would be great for insurance too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what some people are doing. So, and then uh, there's a a showing uh, tier that you can, like if you're a big shower and you want to, uh, create a list of all your show horses, you can use information from the database to build that list and then upload a picture of your model. Nice. And that's that's for your your showers list. So um and that one's sixty five a year. That's fantastic. Because it takes a little bit more bandwidth because you're uploading. Sure, because you're uploading and you're gonna get people that are gonna upload four megabytes for Exactly. And those take up they start to take up a lot of room. Yeah. Um yeah. Do you does it resize at all? Do you have that functionality to go oh, oh, oh. No, but they can't like you can't add a picture over ten meg. 
Okay. So it's kind of capped at that. Most people are under that anyway. But um, no, I, I typically will resize people's photos before I add them to the main database. But um, yeah, so that's, that's the benefit of that. And, and you have the same thing with the Briar site if you want the memberships. Right. Well, that was the next thing I was going to segue yeah. to. So what is the tiering kind of similar? It's for very Briar? similar, but it's, um, it's, it's, well, it's not similar because there's only one membership. You have $35 for the full year. You can create your search list. You can create your private collection and you can create your showing. And you have the function of printing out um, a PDF. You can print out a, a, your model where it prints out on a nice pretty page that has all the pictures and all the data. Right. So if, you, if you're a person that likes to go through record by record and, and do prints, instead of doing a print screen, you can do your little uh, PDF print. And if you're a member, it'll come out in a nice little pretty format. Well, that would be good for collectability classes too. Absolutely. Uh, so with both of these sites, what, what do you envision? Like Stone sounds pretty well set, except mm -hmm. for adding new stuff. And Briar sounds like it's going the same place, but you need to finish it. Is there a greater vision for what you want to add to these things or how you want to grow them? Or Well, possibly. Um, but right now, my, my focus is to get all the data in there. Uh, I, I really am concerned about capturing a lot of historical data. Mm -hmm. And that's my main priority. But who knows? I mean, if 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 the site is popular enough or if there's a need in the hobby you know like right now i thought at one time i would maybe do um photo shows but it's kind of out there in the hobby as it is i mean it's kind of been done so i don't think i'll go that route but yeah there's a couple of good sites for that now too. yeah i think so and i don't want to recreate that kind of stuff right. i only want to create stuff where there is a need a Obviously. need for it yeah like like building a database of briars where you can search on, you know, Briarfest auction models or something like that. I mean, to me, that's yeah, that type of functionality is really that's really something that's helpful. not out there. Yeah. So I feel like that's that's beneficial to the hobby, and I don't I don't want to just create something just to create it. Right. It's got to be unique, and it's got to be something that is needed, or I really don't want to waste my time and money doing it. <laughs> Because it's so much. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about other model horse related databases? Like Janice also had a Hagen Renneker database. Mm -hmm. Off air, we talked about resins. We talked about signature yeah. databases. What's what's your first thought? I'm open to it. Um, I think I think I need to do a little more research to see what is needed. Um, I thought about doing something for resins, um, but like I said, it's got to be something that's not really done out there. I don't want to just recreate functionality right. that's already out there. So if there is a need for something and people like my format, they like what I'm doing, then yeah, I'm open for, for stuff in the future. Yeah, because there is the equine resin directory, mm -hmm. but it's very, the functionality is very different than what you, yeah. you present. But if it gets the job done, it does. I'm okay with that. But I don't know how often people update it now either. So yeah. I'm not sure where that stands. There's another. Um, there's another one that's built uh, a little bit old school called Artist Resin Edition, but it's it's focused just on blanks, just on the release, the cost of the yeah. release, and that's it. 
by and artist. And that's something like I don't know a lot about resins. So like for stone and briars, it's easier for me because I'm so intimately involved right. with those. Sure. That um to do something else, it it's gonna take a lot just to learn everything, to make it right. Cause you gotta ask yourself the right questions, like what do I want to know about this mold? What are the different variations? Can it have customizations? You know, there's just all these things that right. that pop up that if you are familiar with, like if you're super familiar with resins, it's second nature for you to just, you know, say, oh, yeah, we need this, this, and this. But those are conversations I would have to have with collectors in the hobby that feel like there's a need for that. Right. I think we should clarify also that Barb's sites are not sponsored in any way. I should have said that at the top of the interview, but... <laughs> Stone and Briar don't sponsor, like you get a little bit of help from Stone, correct? I, um, they allow me to use photos off of their website, but that's pretty much it. What about Briar? Anything? I have not heard from Briar, but this is still so new. Sure. I mean, I haven't been doing this for very long, so, um, I don't even know if Briar knows about it. I haven't advertised to them. <laughs> they will after this because Kat McDermott listens. <laughs> I just, it's something that I'm doing for me. And if people want to benefit right. from it, then that's great. But I'm, I'm not going to try to force a company to work for me. If, if companies want to help out, that's fine. But, um, I, well, I was really almost thinking on the picture aspect of yeah. it because I think Janice probably had permission to, from them to use the photos from, well, and it's, yeah. And, and a lot of stuff is, uh, I mean, it's out there on the web. And I'm pretty good about, like, if, if I quote anything from Briar, because I think part of having a reference site is capturing what, like, what Briar, how Briar describes something. Sure. And they put so much thought and effort into everything. Like, I used to never read about a description for a model, and now I'm reading everything mm -hmm. as I quote them. And there's so much thought that goes into, like, they'll describe horses and they'll describe... The background, the owners, the, the yeah. what they fold. I mean, all these this information. And I hate to see that kind of stuff just go to waste. Yeah, I mean, I think people don't, a lot of people don't spend time on the copy on the back of the boxes. Or, exactly, yeah. Or when they release um, horse, like they are for Briarfest right now, the thought process behind mm -hmm. all the horses for Prost and why they're named what they're named mm -hmm. and what the inspiration is, so... I think that's so important. Yeah. And and granted it is, you know, it is marketing, but it's 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 a piece of briar. And I, I think that, that that kind right. of information as is just as important as, you know, your model and all that other information. So when I get something like off of a briar site to add to my reference site, I always quote them. Right. Put briar horses on there because it's important that people know this is what Briar wrote. I want I want people to know that that's exactly what Brad right. wrote, and uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm actually some of the some of their information is just really kind of cool. Yeah, I mean it's it I, one of the more rabid fan bases is the vintage Hagen Rittiger, and you know they like from that vein they keep hold of every piece of copy, every piece of ephemera, every sticker, every mm -hmm. price list. I mean. There are people out there with an, you know, encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of almost everything related to, depending on the mold or the make or the mini or whatever it is, you know, they can just 
They can tell the difference between stuff by, you know, how it's painted because mm-hmm. there were like, I think three different factories. So they're kind of a lesson in just being super yeah. focused on. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm, I'm a geek for like, if you can give me like, I mean, I love vintage writers. That's, that's my soft spot. I, right. I love vintage right. writers. But to see like the old ads, like I captured all the the Sears ads and all the JC Penny ads. So oh God, Montgomery I've Ward! Got, I've got all of those ads on the site um, because I think they're so cool yeah. and they're 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 history, right? It's it's just yeah. yeah I, I I love the guides. Like I remember the first time I saw a you know I got my first I got a Briar guide and I'm just you know circling yeah. all the ones yep. I wanted. And, you know, it's like a 1972 or 1973. I played with that thing until yeah. it was dog-eared. Because... But even like the old photos, even yeah, when, yeah. even in the catalogs, they're just, you know, you get the old, you know, the old yellow mount picture. And it's like, oh, I want that one. Oh, wait, that's not the right color. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's part of the history. And I, I just, I don't want to lose that. I, I, I really want to capture all that. That's my main purpose for the Briar site. Well, awesome. Do you have any closing thoughts? Do you have um, anything you want to say to people that might be hesitant to subscribe? Or I would just do you want to plea for pictures? I would encourage exactly. <laughs> I would encourage people, please, if there's photos missing, send me photos and information. If you have this vast knowledge of this one mold and you've got twenty different colors and you know all the variations, well, give it to me. Send me a picture so we can kind of capture all that, and then you can have your picture up. And you get credited, and it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and copyright your photos, so I don't have to. And with stones, too. It's like, if you have great pictures of your stones, send them in. You know, I'll put them front and center instead yeah. of, you know, the stone pictures. And um, just, I love the gallery part of it. I, I just, I love to see all angles of a model. and yeah. Um, and then eventually I'll, I'll get to the, all the stamp knowledge and, you know, I'll add that in, which. That's a whole, whole nother, that's a whole nother <laughs> project that might be a year away, but, um, but stamps are important. They to are. Our models. They so, are. Um, I have to get under that at some point, but yeah, that's what I would just, I would just encourage people that if you have an idea, feel free to email me. I try to answer emails. Where can um, they reach you? Uh, Barb at Stone Horse Ref is the best way. Or, uh, dot com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Barb at Stone Ref dot com. Or I'm on Facebook. We'll put that or, on the blog. Or each website has its own contact form, too. Okay. So people can contact me that way. Well, awesome. Thanks, Barb, for coming on the show. We yeah. really appreciate it. We've been big up in you for a few shows. <laughs> Thank we believe you so in your much. mission. We believe in any mission that helps, you know push the hobby along, keep it current, yeah. keep people informed about it. So thanks for all your vast wealth of information and your, your time and effort put into these, these two big projects. It is a labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Well, yeah, thank you so much. The Mares in Black podcast created and hosted by Heather Malone and Jackie Rossi written by Heather Malone. Produced by Heather Malone, Jackie Rossi, and Joshua Wessner. Edited by Joshua Wessner. Engineered at Two Ton Studios. Fulfillment Enforcer, Jackie Rossi.